Hey, welcome Upright Citizens. It's Bob Debu here with Ruben Rogers, and we're here on April 4th, 2023, releasing a very special episode. It's 4-4, mm-hmm. April 4th. So we got the brilliant, genius idea to celebrate walking bass, because it's Upright Citizens Hello. and we're a bass-centric podcast. So... <laughs> Right? Exactly. So I hear with one of the masters of walking, Ruben Rogers, of course. Yeah, I don't and, know if I would um, say all that, but yeah, but thank you. I that's what I'm it. saying. I'm sticking to it. I'm, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. I think you're, I, anyways, we don't need to get into that, but I yeah. I think of you in that in those terms. And a lot of people do. All so right. you just got to deal with that. All right, but we're here, to, here today to talk about walking. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been having a good conversation before we're recording here, and uh, maybe we should have recorded all of that because you were dropping incredible, incredible information. But what is what defines? Let's start here. What defines walking to you, Ruben? What defines or good walking? Walking. Hmm. Well, or what are the elements that the need elements? To be there for it to be you know, great? That's what I thought about it, and I kind of had to write them down a little bit. You know, who writes, Ruben? You should be writing more. I typed them down. I should say. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> there's, there's three main, you know, elements, I would say, to the modern day walking baseline. That's, you know, usually if we're saying that we're walking, where you, it, quarter notes are the basic, you know, I guess, rhythmic value. The rhythmic you know, element. Mm-hmm. Good time and a good bounce to your walking baseline. doesn't always have to be that way, but I think that's what we associate a walking baseline with like that mm. boom 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 right uh yeah. basic harmony of, of of the chord outlined in a linear motion you know leading to the next chord usually uh mm-hmm. instead of just playing roots doubling roots or just playing triadic kind of things you know one three five right. in the chord uh mm-hmm. and then lastly rhythmic inflections i think that's probably the most modern thing about uh, you know the walking bass line is is, is the rhythmic inflections that kind of makes it personal and more interesting. You know, and yeah. it varies from 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 player to player. And um, I think right. those are the three things that we talk about modern day, and that we we've become we've come to to know know that as as the norm, even though it yeah. was, has evolved from something so different, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I I would just I would just uh, add to that. I agree with 100% all of that. I would add to that the sound. True. You know, the, the sound that we go for in walking And is probably really that's the biggest part, that's the pizzicato be... uh, kind of way of playing, yeah. not in a classical way, but, you know, the stroke yeah. and the way, you know, it, that's mm. become the norm. That's probably what I should have led out with, Thank, you know, led with is, is that part. It's for, probably for the, sure. the most, you know, the thing that stays there. But, you know, I, I mean, I guess I was getting too technical. Thanks thanks for pu- pulling my coat. No, 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 but I that's it. That's it. That's it. It's all part of it. Sound, time, feel, and nope. the note choices, no and then the rhythmic inflection, the dance, things like that. And so, when we were talking about this, um, you know, what, what those are our modern day standards for walking. Right. And where do they come from? Mm. I think we always go back to the big three, or uh, you know, not not just us, obviously, but we talk about Ron Carter, mm. Ray Brown, mm. Paul Chambers. You know, that's mm. who we hold, and, and you know, with great with really valid reasons that's who we idealize for walking these right, days right. and they they embody all the elements that we just talked about for great walking baselines mm. and that's mm. who we emulate and that's who we you know just hold to the highest standards these days but where did they come from 
Right. You know, this is this is kind of where we're going today with this conversation, uh-huh. um, because as we go backwards, who who influenced who influenced those Damn. big three? Right. The, the, mm-hmm. the name that that comes that we came came to each time mm-hmm. is Oscar Pettiford. Right. Oscar Agree. Pettiford, yeah. Oscar, Oscar and then, Percy you know, Heath and. And, Percy and, Heath, and there's a, yeah, there's totally. A, they said there's boatloads of. We can't name them all. <laughs> exactly. We could, we could, and we just touching just on a few right now. All right, upright citizens. Okay? Yeah, definitely. Our base geeks. I know. Yeah. You, I know everyone's saying some <laughs> exactly. all like seven others, but you know we're just keeping it simple. <laughs> stay, stay united. Stay united. Here we are. <laughs> and but you know, common. So those are the common knowledge ones. If you're if you've been in uh-huh. the jazz bass world for a minute, you know those names. Mm-hmm. And then, but what if we keep going back? Yeah. Mm. Who influenced Oscar Pettiford mm. and all those other cats too? And usually the name that comes up first mm-hmm. is Jimmy Blanton. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes? Jimmy Blanton. Yeah, right, cool. Milt Hinton, you know. Milt Hinton, of course, definitely. Uh, and there's, again, a, mm-hmm. a, a wealth of people. But who influenced them? You know, like where Jimmy Blanton didn't claim to, to come up with walking bass lines. Do you no, know what I mean? No. I don't know if he claimed to do anything aside from just you know, mm-hmm. kicking butt all the time like he did <laughs> right. so thoroughly. You know, I don't know what he said. I don't. I don't think I've ever read any interviews or anything like that. But where did where did Jimmy Blanton come from? The name that comes up, and you and I were discussing this. The the name that comes to mind first is Wellman Broad right. to me mm-hmm. because I've with conversations with uh, you know older cats and things like that, mm-hmm. especially here in St. Louis because there is a good connection with Jimmy Blanton in, in here in St. Louis is where he met uh, Duke, he actually met Duke Ellington here not oh, far from okay. where I'm recording right now wow okay. which is really interesting to me and so Wellman Broad comes up mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and there's you know as we start peeling back the layers on where walking comes from you know we did we did some reading we did some upright citizens research we are not just off the top of our brains here we've got extensive notes yep. and actually I'm just going to go ahead and say I add in here too that we have a we'll include a Spotify playlist with some really interesting early mm. bass players um, not interesting because of who they are but what they're playing you know yeah, um, right. and uh, so we'll have a list and we'll talk about some of that too but the it wasn't Wellman Broad that invented walking bass lines either mm-hmm. right so if we keep going back mm. and defining you know like What's even walking? I think the heartbeat, the pulse of four four, or playing quarter notes, is where we start to really just you know define walking bass lines. Apparently, the the person that's usually attributed with inventing walking is Walter Page. Mm-hmm. But then there's also other folks that have brought you know claimed claimed this as well. Apparently, um, and uh, you know as we were digging into this, that's probably not true. There's many, many cats that came before right. uh, Walter Page. Walter Page was born in 1900. Right. And so we just kind of, I want to go backwards, listing some of the folks that we're going to talk a little bit about today and then the styles that were involved here. But just remember kind of uh, like what you, the two names you just named or just said out loud on Upright Citizens, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. were associated with very high profile gigs. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Walter Page with Count Basie, as far as I remember, mm-hmm. right? And Wellman the Blue Devils, Duke Ellington. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They at least they were able to be recorded and seen on, on a wide scale, probably more than others. Mm. Uh, and with, as I said, that that high profile gig thing also associates, mm-hmm. you know, you know people associate, so 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 you, uh, sorry, associate 
you know uh, these players with you know a certain level of you know respect and, and, and notoriety you know so yeah and definitely. yeah if you don't if you don't hear the other person didn't have a, the opportunity to play on that big stage you won't know anything about them right so i you know sure, this sure. is our speculation also right i mean we, we could let me let you continue yeah, now we're I just, just talking to, 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 to add that you know <laughs> no be, yeah because we we discussed that we were like why do we always hear about wellman bro you know mm -hmm. and and there's not a lot of recordings that i've heard um with him on it there's some really famous ones like you know errol garner with mm -hmm. black and tan fantasy and mm -hmm. and um you know like and and i would say the same is kind of true uh with milt hinton milt hinton just had a lengthy like super long career of really high right. level high profile not always i'm sure high profile but uh, we know about milton hinton because of his legacy in yes. multiple ways his body of know, work. The photography mm -hmm. the interviews yes. the body work mm -hmm. um and uh and and so but Going backwards from Milt Hinton, Milt Hinton was born in 1910, and uh, he could, you know, he was well known for slapping like a beast. Yeah, you know, like he could he could do the the slaps, the yeah. the the plucks, and then hitting the strings down, yes. you know, against the fingerboard, yeah, eighth notes, technique. triplets, sixteenths. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, and he was just, I mean, he was playing the bass like a drum, and it's just incredible. Go to the playlist, check out uh, Pluckin' the Bass uh, with Cab Calloway, and yeah. you'd just be floored. It's incredible. I might drop some in this episode post. I don't know. I'm just talking a lot. Um, but the next, you know, we mentioned Walter Page. Walter Page was born in 1900, and he had the nickname Biggin, which I thought was really interesting, too. Uh, Milt Hinton told Ray Brown in this uh in this interview that I saw that his nickname was Biggin, which I think is cool. And I never, never knew that. So digging back, you know, I think it's interesting to find this stuff. Um, and then Wellman Broad was, was born a year before Walter Page. And these are names that we know. John Lindsay was born in 1894. And apologies if I'm mis mispronouncing, maybe it's John Lindsay, but mm -hmm. I always said John Lindsay, mm -hmm. just as it looks. Um, and, and then going back further, Pops Foster. Pops Foster is a name that we know. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I think with the association, and we're talking about a lot of cats from New Orleans too. Mm -hmm. Basically, Walter Page was the only uh, gentleman that we've mentioned thus far mm -hmm. that was not from New Orleans. Right. So I think that's interesting to know Walter Page. It's Kansas City, obviously. Uh, maybe not obviously, but, you know. And then going back before Pops Foster, the name that, that comes up is Steve Brown. Right who apparently influenced Wellman Broad and Milt Hinton like very highly, like they both spoke very, very highly of mm -hmm. Steve Brown. Mm -hmm. But that's a name that I don't know or yeah. didn't know before we started peeling mm -hmm. back the onion here. No, I did. Same, same with you. Yeah, you, mm -hmm. I didn't know that either. And mm -hmm. I perhaps, you know, like the, the, the cat before, the real apparent um, like grandfather that folks name or come back to is Bill Johnson. Yep. 1872 to 1972 so he's 100 years old yep. it must have been really interesting to see the you know the projection of the music projection. from so 1872 to 19 holy crap so i'm gonna go imagine. through this one more time you said bill johnson pops foster steve brown wellman broad yeah john lindsey walter john lindsey mm -hmm. go to milton we keep on going on but definitely that the note that you 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 uh you pointed out is that a lot of these players came from new orleans I said I definitely Bill mm -hmm. Pops, Steve Brown, um, uh, John mm -hmm. Lindsay. Um, I think uh, Milt Hinton actually came from Mississippi, but at least down south they were all oh, southern sorry. folks, mm -hmm. right? Southern folks. Okay. Or mm -hmm. but you know we can say the the bands that 
were just in countless numbers in New Orleans also fed this this kind of you know evolution of of the bass you know guys yeah. you know were very yeah. very versatile you would hear about these guys playing tuba playing baritone mm-hmm. saxophone at times you know uh, yeah. and just yeah. but but they also were just kind of like making the gig they were like oh this would this would this would I need to play all right i'm going to play you know it wasn't it was like yeah. This is one. This one. You know what I read that was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They were just trying to work. They just trying to play, and apparently that was an abundance. Uh, But what I what I found interesting from some of our reading here too, is that apparently the tuba and the string bass, because it was it was referred to as string bass. Mm -hmm. Apparently not double bass, contrabass, or upright or anything like that. Upright citizens, Um, but there would it would go in and out of fashion between playing tuba string bass tuba like what's the hot sound of the moment <laughs> and like and the venue obviously cuz you know some uh you know and like if they're in the in a uh, you know inside versus being on the street or something like that there's obviously there's different considerations for that right. but not only were there uh changes in the in the instrumentation of what is doing the bass role right. but how they were how they were playing the bass role because this early new orleans music um we're not talking about walking like in the modern sense but there was the genesis of walking and that's where we're going with this conversation Mm -hmm. you know is like where does this who invented it yeah again it doesn't really matter who invented it but i'm more interested in the evolution of the evolution is yeah yeah it's what we're we're, that's what we're here talking about racy i mean i think right (laughs) yeah yeah totally Mm -hmm. and so if the if the bass function in this earlier music is coming from the tuba you might want to we might need to consider some of the elements of the sound of the tuba as they were you know and to me my mind playing arco sounds or has that association a little bit more with the tuba sound, Definitely. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's just me. No, but actually, on, on as we're some, going, actually on go some ahead. of sorry to cut you off. On some of the examples, or one or two of the examples, I had to actually listen close to <laughs> s- to know if right. it was actually a tuba or an arco uh, being played, uh, or yeah. maybe both. It was kind of weird, actually. So I can imagine. I think one of I think the track you're talking about in this list is uh, Steve Brown on Dinah because I had the exact same thing. Okay. I was like, is that tuba? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. Sorry. But you know, but, but I think they, that's the track. So obviously, check out his playing, you know, was influenced by the instrument, so it was very easy for him, you know, since he played it probably, you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, I mean, yeah. but I can I you know, when you, you know, when you listen to it, especially the way it's recorded, right? This is recorded back mm-hmm. then. Probably in the back, you can't hear quite the articulation of the bow. You know, it's kind of more like a right. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very interesting how that is. Very interesting, but uh, I mean, you, maybe we, we can touch on the different styles that kind of led to to the modern walking bass. You know, if if you want to go Absolutely. there, you know, uh, we should. I think. I mean, where, where do we start? We start with uh, the arco, right? We said arco, arco two feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's that's two feel. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what I'm. I associate when bowls when bow playing, and I ask you this: maybe maybe you have that in the in the playlist, and I didn't hear it. But most of the bold uh, playing I heard was in two, right? Zoom, mm-hmm. zoom, yep. zoom, 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 mm-hmm. zoom. You know, whatever. You know, um, and, not, a, and a few passing in there. Uh, and a few little passing yeah. notes in there, but not a whole lot. Zoom, 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 zoom. Not a whole bunch of that, yeah. right? I guess it had 
because the, the walking bass hadn't quite. Well, if you check out the Bill, the Bill Johnson track, uh, uh-huh. St. Louis Man, uh-huh. he'll do some walking with oh, yeah? the bow. Okay. so he, He'll he, play so. in all four beats with the bow. And so uh, from, from reading up on this, um, yeah, it would, it would change from an Arco 2 feel to walking like like that like uh the 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 feels would change like we think we think modern days about walking for a whole chorus and then perhaps changing up the feel you know and that's just arbitrary obviously but if you're playing traditional like down the middle swing and you're walking and you change to a two feel like on bar seven of a of a blues <laughs> or whatever or a standard or something like that you're gonna get a look <laughs> you're gonna get vibe it's that's totally a thing but in this in this earlier new orleans music the feels from the bass roll would 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 change like that like the drop yeah. of a hat going between um you know walking uh with the bow playing in a two feel with the bow arco mm-hmm. uh plucking but doing like the bartok right. pizzicato which yeah. i think is you know that has to be noted the bartok pizzicato is different than what the modern uh pizzicato is that we right. do as bass players but it's how you see if you go to see the symphony that's where that comes from they're plucking up yes. and a little bit more of a blended type of kind sound. of a plucking kind um, of with almost closer to the your 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 the end that your index finger usually up probably or, or the, the, yeah. to, to the tip of your finger and kind of plucking upwards yeah mm-hmm. away from your body away, away from, from the from instead of towards your down base, to away. the next string there you go yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. and also that helps with uh being able to hold the bow Mm. Why you do pizzicato, right. right? It's easier. It's generally easier to, if you're holding a bow and going back and forth between playing arco and pizzicato, makes that makes sense. a lot more sense because you can't, it's really tricky. I mean, we're doing, we're on Zoom and we're making visual <laughs> representations of what it is we're trying to talk about. It doesn't make any sense. But, um, but you know, if you do the traditional, like thinking about having the side of your finger playing the pizzicato and pulling to the next string, it's near impossible to hold a bow no, while you do that. No, no. So you kind of have to make a con, uh, uh, consideration of how to deal with that so mm-hmm. but um yeah there's there's the elements of we've mentioned it a number of times now uh playing arco in two playing arco in four and then also doing the pizzicato this bartok pizzicato mm-hmm. which had a little bit more of a a pluck right. or a slap type of element to it you can get a real percussive sound yes with doing that type of uh a, like a really um sharp sound that'll cut yes. through yes and of course we need to mention obviously or maybe maybe not um there was no amplifiers right. no pickups no nothing you know there wasn't even electrical recording i mean we're talking about recording to wax cylinders for goodness sake you yes. know like how do you project onto that you know so that was very so welcome right if you had to be heard i mean even though the, the, the tone <laughs> even though the tone of the note of the actual note you yeah. were playing was suffered a little bit you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the slap usually would be, or the snap, or whatever you want to call it, would be so loud and percussive. It's cutting through the band, but you don't quite hear the boom. You're more like, mm. you know, I mean, I don't know how to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The slap is <laughs> probably hard. louder yeah, than the actual it? note. That was, that was, I always found that right. very interesting when I hear, when I, when I hear those recordings, you know? And we, uh, you know, it should it should be said too that we're not talking about any steel strings. Obviously, there were not no. any steel strings back in these days that we're talking about. Everything was gut, mm-hmm. so that's a, a different projection consideration as well. Yeah, you know, the, mm-hmm. generally a softer sound. Mm-hmm. And how do you cut? You got to raise those strings up. I assume. Yes. You know, I would have to assume just that you to have get to under that. it, probably. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get under it to do the slap, you yeah. know, and I, um, you know, the pluck up and then the also hitting back down on the fingerboard with the strings, mm-hmm. and we have to, you know, Milt Hinton is, to me, that's where my mind goes immediately when we talk about yeah. that type of playing. Yeah, I mean, Milt, I mean, the judge, 
I mean, I've even seen like, it. I, mean, I think can I've do seen all it stuff. do it, and I still can't. I still can't. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, right. That's, just, what? How? how exactly. Do yeah. Okay. How do you make that work? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, inside of this other research, I just want to mention, too, that please check out this, these, uh, this playlist just because there's so much interesting music in it. Um, and it is older, and it sounds different. It's, you know, it's what it is. But there is some places where I noticed, um, particularly Steve Brown, um, who played with uh, Gene Goldkett, the Gene mm. Goldkett band, who apparently featured the bass quite a lot. Mm. Like in live performances, they would give the bass some, and apparently even all the dancers would just stop and watch somebody like Steve Brown play because they were in awe of what he could do. <laughs> and it was just like, how do you how do you even see somebody do that? So apparently the whole the whole room would like shut down when it. it would be when it would come time to the bass solo get the bass player and, uh, as get it the should. bass player some exactly what? let's bring that back <laughs> let's bring that back <laughs> so but uh but you know something i noticed too is that uh when he was playing a two feel with the bow and even when he was doing pizzicato too um is very on top of the beat very propulsive mm. you know this is all this is all dancing like high energy music mm. there, there's no there's not a ballad in this playlist mm. that's not a thing you know like we're talking about you know uh, new orleans music trying to get you to dance trying to you know move and get this really rhythmic aspect and i think it's interesting to me that he was just so far on top of the beat yeah not rushing but like really just like propelling the band mm. uh, in an interesting way so yeah mm. and just a loud loud sound so Got to check out Bill Johnson, Steve Brown. Got to go back. Yeah. Uh, Pops Foster again. John Lindsay, Wellman Bros, shout Walter out, Page, Milt sh- Hinton. Yeah, shout out to Pops Foster. He has a, a great book. I think both of us have read yeah. it. You know? I need to go back and check it out again. I'm, I'm forgetting it's a lot fascinating. of things, but he has a wealth of knowledge that, that he gives gives to uh, you know to us bass players, to, us jazz, jazz, uh, to the jazz world on his book. Um, That's that's a great point. He he gets into talking about, you know, playing the different functions, you know, going from picnic A to picnic B, you know, playing out in the outside venues and things like that, you know, and and just really, really fascinating. I agree. It's a great, great read that that I could read again for sure. But, you know, going back and investigating the roots of what we do today, yes. I think what influence us uh, influences us in a different way and it just it. gets a different perspective so no doubt, i think man. it's always interesting you know this music didn't just it's not just happening no. out of nowhere respect, so we always got to go back and respect. check out the history give, give give love give love to the bass i'm, I'm so happy to, to be going on these these bass playing or bass player germany's <laughs> this is an edit sorry. well you're in germany yeah, yeah sorry. i got you <laughs> i'm so okay. happy <laughs> So happy to be going on this bass player journey, <laughs> not Germany. <laughs> bass player journey, you know, in study, you know, and I mean, it always, I mean, trust me, when I get on the bass tomorrow and I have a bass in my hand, I'm going to pick up that bow and try to walk in a 4-4 and sound like oh, that, man. but, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. thank y'all for coming on this journey and just trying to figure this, this, this walking bass stuff, you know, but, you know, hey. Give yes, love. We don't hear enough walking bass even today. Hope you know, but we hope we mm-hmm. can inspire people to listen to it and play some more walking bass tomorrow and the day after and the day after the day after. All right. Okay. Amen. Keep it swinging. Thank you, Ruben. Thanks, Upright Citizens. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.